Hebrews 11. It starts off with this verse. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I like a couple of other versions that just uh, make it a little bit plainer. NIV particularly. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we can't see. Hebrews 11 is one of the really important chapters for us. And this, you know, this first verse is really um, just making that point. You know, it's identifying that faith begins as an unshakable confidence in God despite what we might be able to see or touch or experience here on earth. But the funny thing is that with the experience of faith and the use of faith, that things happen. We see results. So we don't have to stay, in, if you like, in the, in the world of the just belief. Something happens as a result of the exercise of faith. So the focus here is Hebrews 11 and how all of the stories that we read in the rest of Hebrews 11 expound and illustrate and really bring to life this very first statement in verse 1 that faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen and it gives us assurance about what we can't see. The faith that these men and women exercised or had in God resulted in something in each of them. It resulted in holy obedience, remarkable service and in some cases patient suffering. We're speaking of this in Australia, of, of, the, uh, of the vote that we had earlier this week. I've been thinking about this a little bit, and I, I believe that the, the greatest win by Satan this week was um, not any persecution we might have to endure that might happen as a result of, of uh, you know, any sort of ostracisation or whatever of, of churches and, and those that believe this, the third of the nation that, that, that believes it's not right. I think the greatest win by Satan this week is that churches and Christianity are now seen by two-thirds of the population as being out of touch and irrelevant and even misguided. You know, there's this, this basic truth now that has become the case, that has become truth, that, you know, love is love and those sort of words that, that they were using and phrases that they were using. It brings the gospel into disrepute because it's so demonstrably, in their minds, out of date and irrelevant. I think that's one. Of the, I think that's probably the greatest win by Satan that he's sidelined the word of God and the power in it. Because if we believe that you know love isn't love, then how can any of the rest of the word of God be relevant to us? So the words of the gospel will still save. But the gospel is going to have to be demonstrated through the power of the word of God and the faith that we experience. That is really a weapon that we need to employ and use on behalf of God for his gospel. Because if we just preach words, if that's really going to be insufficient, I have to say, um, it's hard to sort of describe this, but when Fiona and I visited Ephesus uh, a couple of years back, we were taken around by a guide and he was showing, he was talking a little bit about the society in which Paul came to preach in Ephesus. And 
I've never appreciated this before, but I've got just a really profound understanding of how pagan and how different the gospel was. It was just out of left field. It just could not be believed you know, by these, these, these pagan people who you know, were, were into all sorts of you know, sexual promiscuity. And, and Paul comes in with this gospel and says, what you're believing is, is actually a lie. And I think maybe we've got the same sort of battle. So hence, the importance of faith, not just in what we believe in, in what we demonstrate. And so we're going to go on now and, and, uh, and see some of those stories.